Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored Podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. This episode is sponsored by the Empath Entrepreneur Mastermind. Are you a coach, practitioner, or healer in the wellness field, as well as an empath who is looking for people who get you? Are you looking for a sisterhood who you can talk to about the nuances of running a business and having chronic illness or feeling extra sensitive to the energy of your surroundings? If so, this mastermind was created for you. I am taking six women on a four-month-long journey and teaching them how to grow their abundant businesses in an aligned way. There are no cookie cutters here. Instead, my marketing strategy includes being 100% authentic, aligning your energy with your offers, and going against the grain so that you can, frankly, stand out in a saturated coaching industry. So if you want all of my tips for managing your business as an empath that I invite you to join me. I'm going to be supporting each of you within this sacred container. We have one two and a half hour call per week that includes a recording as well as one-on-one hot seats so you can get individualized attention and support in between these calls in a Facebook community. You're going to get my eyes on your business, but you're also going to get all the other women in this mastermind, their eyes on your business as well. So if you're looking for a no BS approach to running your business and taking care of your own well-being without throwing a bunch of money into ads, then sister friend, I have got you. Over the past two and a half years, I've grown my business to include 29,000 followers on Instagram, 2,600 on Facebook, 1.3 million Pinterest viewers each month, as well as 8,000 monthly podcast downloads. This podcast you're listening to right now, plus regular five-figure 
months financially. So I've been there. I've started from scratch and I have built this business from the bottom up. And now I am guiding other empath entrepreneurs like you through the same processes that I have used, except tailored to your business and your niche. So there are only a few more spots left. Make sure you click the link in the show notes for more details. And let's get on to today's episode. Holy freaking crap, tribe. Today marks the one year anniversary of the Healing Uncensored podcast. I'm so excited. And it seems so surreal that one year ago, I was taking notes in a Google Doc on what I wanted to say in the very first episode called My Healing Journey. So if you haven't started from the beginning, that's totally okay, but there are still some pretty solid gold episodes back in the early days. I definitely recommend you go back and listen. All in all, this podcast is still a baby at one year old, but holy crap, it has been so much fun to create and record for all of you over this past year. I won't spend too much time getting all mushy and emotional with you, but I do want to simply say thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you so much for your support. I hope that this podcast has in some way brought value or insight, hope or inspiration into your life. And this podcast wouldn't continue to exist if all of your downloads and reviews weren't there, if you didn't continue to show up and listen. So At the end of today's episode, I'm going to announce a super special giveaway for you listeners. All right, what I thought would be fun for today is to give some updates on my healing journey since that was 67 episodes ago and then share with you some of the most helpful new tools that I have implemented into my healing toolbox over the past year since 67 episodes ago. And I've been keeping all of you pretty up to date on my Instagram stories if you follow along there. But physically, physically in my house, this year, I was on this really big upswing, really big upswing. Everything was feeling so good. And I got rid of my parasite, which was a huge accomplishment for me. I healed my candida. I did a temporary low oxalate diet, which I talk about in a previous episode on what I eat and why. And that was a temporary diet, though, not a permanent one to help reduce oxalate levels. It's able to do that. I did two rounds of H. pylori treatment because they did not, or the H. pylori did not go away completely the first time. I also went through a whole protocol and treatment for C. diff, and uh, I worked with my functional practitioner on all of these. Episode 18, 19, around there is an episode where I interview my practitioner, Ryan Monahans, who is a functional diagnostic nutritionist, if you want more information on that. And then I went on this full hormone balancing protocol, uh, especially trying to lower estrogen levels and increase some testosterone levels. I also fell in love with coffee enemas this year. And as you know, there's an episode on that too. Still something I implement into my healing routine and protocol. I also overhauled my diet more recently uh, using results that I got from Viome, uh, which is just Viome.com. I can link to that for you guys. And compared to that past episode on what I eat and why, so much has already changed. And that episode was, I talked about it not being a recommendation on the way you should eat, but rather why I was choosing to eat the way I was at that time. And now I'm already eating differently because I've gotten more results back and I've healed things like excess oxalates. So Viome maps out the microbiome of your gut. And then it'll list, it shows many things, but some of the main things I'm utilizing are the recommended servings per day of different food groups based, again, on my unique makeup, as well as avoid foods, minimize foods, superfoods, and then um, just like a general, like, okay for you type of food. (laughs) And so I've realized that dairy is definitely not for me. That was like almost all of my avoid but neither are tomatoes or bell peppers, 
which happen to be nightshades, but it's not because they're nightshades. It's actually because of specific viruses in my gut that make it hard for me to digest tomatoes and bell peppers and can create a lot of inflammation for me. Also realizing that lobster is one of my avoid foods. Uh, I did have a little bit of lobster on vacation in Florida a couple weeks ago, but it's one that doesn't agree at this moment in time with my microbiome or again, the different bacteria that are in my gut. So I've been incorporating more of my superfoods uh, according to, again, superfoods listed on the Viome test, not superfoods that like marketing and packaging tells you at the grocery store. So my superfoods include things like pumpkin seeds, banana, which I had not eaten in over a year because it was so high sugar and I was not tolerating sugar and I'm still not tolerating sugar well, but I've been eating like a third of a banana in all my smoothies and it's so delicious and now I'm noticing that my body is totally fine with a little bit of banana. Uh, spirulina is a powder, green powder that I've been adding to my smoothies as well, which is listed as one of my superfoods. And then lamb. I've had lamb plenty of times, but it's not like on our regular menu. So I've been trying to eat a little bit more of that. So just changing changing some food choices based on the Viome results. Uh, I also did a SIBO test not long ago. SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It's a breath test. It's Man, <laughs> the um, it's more the preparation in doing the SIBO test is like a little bit difficult because you have to go off some supplements and then you have to drink this lactulose drink, this kind of gross, and then you have to breathe into this little bag and collect your different samples. But fortunately, that came back negative, which was for me just a huge relief. Uh, I, I did the test at a time where I was already having a lot of anxiety around food. You guys know there's also a whole six, seven part series on food anxiety, food fear as well on the podcast. And I was really, really hoping that I wouldn't have to make some more drastic changes. And again, it did come back negative. Also recently did an EBV test, which is the Epstein-Barr virus. And you can test positive in different types of ways. I just shared this on my Instagram story. And it's also, I have highlights on the Instagram story that are my healing and then like my healing part two, because there's so many updates. But uh, in my healing part two, you can see my results which I share all my results of all my lab tests with you guys just because I want there to be transparency. And if if me sharing what I'm going through in any way can help you guys or just educate you or make you think of something that you haven't tried in your healing journey, then it's totally worth me just being vulnerable and sharing that. So my EBV test, which is just a $100 test I ordered myself from uh, Life Extensions website. You go to a LabCorp testing facility, they draw your blood, just one vial, send it in, a few days later you get your results. And um, it showed that I had a past infection of, of EBV, which we also know as mono or mononucleosis. And I remember back in eighth grade I had mono, so I don't think it's flared up since then, but it's also something if you know you have a past infection that you have to, you know, be careful of your, your lifestyle and notice if it ever does flare back up. I also went to a holistic dentist and the holistic dentist was who recommended that I just check and see if I did have chronic EBV uh, and I don't fortunately but I watched the documentary Root Cause which has now been pulled off of like Hulu and Netflix and I'd love to hear from you guys if you had a chance to watch it before it got pulled down if, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, again, it's called Root Cause, and there are versions of it you can look, you can still watch on, on the internet. So just Google Root Cause, and I'm sure you'll st still be able to find it somewhere to be able to watch online for free. But I happened to catch it while it was still on Netflix, and rumors have it, I, I can't say that I know for sure, but rumors have it that they pulled it off of Netflix and Hulu and other sources from pressure from the ADA, American Dental Association, and um, there was some questioning on um, the information presented in this documentary and how it might affect dentists and how much money they were making and how many root canals they were performing each year. So that's just what rumor says. But uh, I found it really interesting. You know, I think that everything that we see along our healing journey, that the information that's presented to us, like, why not always be not necessarily skeptical, but like you don't have to 
believe something 150% just because it was in a documentary or just because some smart person posted it on Instagram. Like, I really believe that there is so much value in trying things for yourself and being the citizen scientist and an advocate for your own health and well-being and taking each thing that is presented to you with a grain of salt. And so that's kind of what I did with Root Cause. It was like, wow, that was really interesting. Now let me look a little deeper and let me actually schedule an appointment with a holistic dentist and see what, what do they have to say. And the, the man, the doctor that I saw here locally in Colorado, if you guys are in Colorado, it's Studio Z Dental. And just in case you want to try to try to go there, tell them Sarah sent you. Uh, Studio Z, Zen- Z Dental. And he's actually just a traditionally trained dentist, but then he went back to school to get um, he to be an ND or a naturopathic doctor. And he hasn't practiced naturopathic medicine uh, in his office. He's he's still a dentist, but he takes the training from the naturopathic school and implements it into his dentistry work. So I thought that was also really interesting. So someone who's been trained to, you know, do root canals, but then also has this more holistic approach to healing education and experience. And he's doing all this on himself, which he shared with me as well. And what what he did when I went into his office was a, a, what's called a cone beam scan, a cone beam scan. And they talk about this in the documentary. And I was just so fascinated. I was just like watching this documentary and just like my eyes were just like peeled open. And I was just like, you know, trying to to process all this information because I personally have had jaw surgery when I was about 15 years ago, when I was 15, 16 years old and uh, had my jaw sawed in half and pulled forward just my lower mandible. And I have three titanium screws on each side of my jaw. And uh, I also had my wisdom teeth out. I had braces. I had a lot of dental work. Uh, and I, I was just listening and watching. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've had so much trauma to my mouth that I think it's safe to hypothesize it, that that trauma could have a, a lingering or an after effect on my health. And especially like having metal in my mouth and everything, even though I have good oral health and my my teeth are pretty white and clean and I take care of them and I get my teeth cleaned every year and all that twice a year, I was still really curious. So I went in going, okay, if, if oral health and your teeth are the root of so many other issues in your body, which again, uh, I don't have the research to support this, but the, the documentary presents that there's connections between oral health and breast cancer, oral health and heart attacks. And my actually, my grandmother is an example of that. She's passed away now, but uh, when I was in college, she had a heart attack and, and they noticed afterwards that that could have been caused or even prevented by some of the stuff that was going on in her mouth. So super fascinating. Why not go get this done and see if there's anything that I might learn about my body? And this whole year has been interesting too, and that I've noticed with my clients, the healing clients I've worked with one-on-one, is that wherever they've had any sort of trauma, surgery, or like cutting open of the skin, that is oftentimes also where a majority of their symptoms are showing up in relation to autoimmune. So for me, that holds true, absolutely. Um, I've had herniated and bulging discs in my back, so that would be a form of trauma injury. And my fibromyalgia shows up most prominently by far in my back. Now, I've had jaw surgery where there's been that cutting open of the skin and literal like sawing of a bone, uh, as well as deviated septum and turbinate surgery in my nose. So I've had all this majority of really, well, actually the only surgery in my life has been my mouth and my face. And my majority or the strongest symptoms I experience and related to autoimmune are skin on my face, um, both with breakouts, eczema, vitiligo, which is autoimmune itself, and melasma. And then I have anxiety, which again is in like the head, the brain, and like the, so there's, there's so much for me that is autoimmune symptom that shows up in the same place where I've had trauma or surgery. And I would love to hear from you guys. Please DM me on Instagram if you're going, holy shit, me too. This is just something that I started to pick up on as like a hypothesis in my own 
work with people with chronic illness and also makes a lot of sense. I learned this in my bioenergetic practitioner training that when you do cut open the skin or saw a bone or, or have that trauma that you alter the subtle energy body, which is that that like auric field around you, or we also call it the human body field in bioenergetic medicine. And as you distort or change that energy field through cutting into the body, then there's there's effects that can happen. And so I'm noticing this show up in a lot of my clients. So I'm going, okay, my skin shows me everything that's happening in my body. I've got all these symptoms really like in, in the head region. Let's see what's going on in my mouth. So I got the cone beam results back just about a week later, and it showed that overall I have very good over oral health, but under tooth number 18, there was an infection. And I showed this on my Instagram story. It's also in that same highlight of um, healing and healing part two. And tooth number 18 is your um, bottom back left molar, the very back of your mouth. I have had, as I mentioned, my wisdom teeth removed, so... It's my very back molar because there was never a wisdom tooth there. Well, it was removed before it came, became there. And that's tooth number 18. And if you look at it underneath, there, it looks kind of like it's like seeping or draining out. And really what that is on the scan is like this little pocket of infection that's like living underneath the root of that tooth. And my previous dentist also locally, is not a holistic dentist, and he only did x-rays. And if you look at the x-rays, which were sent over to the holistic dentist, you can see the infection, although it's much harder to see on the x-rays than it is on the cone beam scan. And so that dentist completely missed it. He didn't even bring it up, whereas this dentist was able to say, oh, there's an infection. And I, like so many light bulbs, just like popped off, lit up in my brain. I was like, oh my gosh, all of this jaw surgery, or excuse me, jaw pain that I thought I had been experiencing might actually be like tooth pain. So I just figured it was my jaw because it's, it's that tooth is way back in the back of my mouth around the jaw joint and it throbs and is so painful back there. And it's only on the left side. It's only ever been on the left side. My jaw doesn't really click or pop or do any funky things like that. But I, I labeled it as jaw pain because it was radiating from that joint. And now, like he said this and I was like, oh my God, maybe I don't even have the jaw pain that I thought I had. It's just this aching, throbbing infection underneath my left back molar that, you know, radiates outward into the jaw, but might, might be able to be relieved if I just treat that infection. And so I'm, I haven't done anything yet, but I'm so hopeful that that might get rid of what I've again called jaw pain. And so I asked, I'm like, why, how did this happen? You know, like I have again, really good oral health and I use like really um, high quality clean ingredient toothpaste and we have a water pick and I will say I'm not a very good flosser, but I have like the flossing action electric toothbrush and all that. And he's like, well, Typically, for anybody, it's going to be some sort of trauma to the tooth. And uh, especially if you're, like, I don't eat sugar, coffee, wine. I don't do any of that. And soda, pop, none of it. And so when you're eating really clean and you still have an infection, it, it's likely trauma. And you can look on my cone beam scan and on my x-rays and see these screws um, especially one of the three screws on that left side is so close to the root of this tooth number 18. And I ended up getting my my um, paperwork, my lab, not lab work, just uh, surgery notes from my surgery 15, 16 years ago. And I read through it for the first time. I had never actually read through the surgery notes. And there's all these notes about how they had to keep me under for like an extra three hours and pull all the screws out and redo it because my jaw was not aligned the first time they put the screws in which may be a common thing, but it's still a lot of trauma to your body. And that one screw, again, we'll, we'll never really know, but my hypothesis is that probably that screw caused trauma and then over time and time and time, this infection has grown and grown and grown under that tooth number 18. So I met with a periodontist this week and I decided to get it removed. I'll be getting it removed on April 11th, which is just a little 
less than a month away. And I'm hopeful and I'm excited, but it's also, it was not as a decision that I made right away. He told me you can, you can do nothing. You don't have to treat it at all. You can, um, get a root canal, uh, which in my personal opinion, I did not want to do that because it really, um, does not get to the root of the issue because our teeth are, are like porous. They have like all these little channels and canals and like tubules within them. And when you get a root canal, you don't clean the infection out of all those little porous pockets in the tooth. You just clear out like the center of the tooth and then, and then you fill it. And as you probably all know, they used to fill it with silver amalgam fillings and, and now they, they don't use that silver and like mercury in the mouth anymore but it still doesn't get to the, the the base of the issue. And I'm sure there's plenty of dentists out there that would like absolutely disagree. But this is my opinion and also what I've done my research on is I decided I didn't want to get a root canal. And so again, very common. I'm sure plenty of you listening have root canals, but that's completely your choice and your opinion. So I didn't want to do, no- do nothing because this is causing me pain. I didn't want to get a root canal. And the third option was really just to get it removed. And I'm going, okay, well, it's my back left molar. Like, of course, it's important. It serves a purpose. But I, I feel confident in taking it out. And um, then all of you on Instagram were like, treat it, treat it, treat it. I got so many amazing comments and advice back. You guys are so amazing. And I... I had you guys reach out and a lot of you said, oh, I've been, I was able to like get rid of my infection by doing X, Y, Z, all these different suggestions. So I looked into that and I ended up calling my holistic dentist back and going, well, why can't I just treat the infection and and get rid of it? And really what I learned and again, researched was that if I were to treat the infection with ozone therapy and other holistic or homeopathic remedies, I could reduce the infection, maybe even to the point where it doesn't show up on the cone beam scan, but the infection is still going to be just like when you get a root canal in those little pockets, tubules, like um, porous parts of the tooth. So it's never going to go completely away, again, according to what I have heard in my research that I have done. And so... I was like, well, that seems like a lot of money to, to put into, not really getting to the root of the issue and it potentially coming back again and again and again, unless I'm like constantly treating it. So I decided that for me, the best choice was to get it removed. And again, it'll be coming out April 11th. And uh, I met with that periodontist who I feel confident in. And what they do is they take out the tooth and then in that that pocket, they put a bone graft, which is completely like natural. There's not like chemicals in that or anything. It's just bone graft. And so they put the bone graft in and you have to wait at least three months to um, get an implant in if you want an implant. And you can get a a zirconia implant, which does cost more, but has no heavy metals. Or you can get a titanium implant, which is similar to the screws that I already have in my mouth. And I really don't want to put anything else in my mouth. I don't want to have anything fake in my mouth. Like if I don't have to, if it was my front tooth, you guys, I would be have a different opinion. I'd probably, I would definitely get an implant. It was my front tooth just for like confidence reasons. But it's my back left molar. And I'm like, oh, if I don't have to, I don't want to have to get an implant. So you have to wait three months anyway to let that bone graft like settle and, and start to solidify before they can drill back in to put an implant in. So I'm just going to wait it out and, and see like at three months if I'm having any issues with my jaw or my bite or chewing. And then I would consider the implant. Otherwise, I think I'm just going to leave a little bit of a gap back there. And um, to avoid the top tooth, the top molar that would normally touch it from starting to like lower and, and like come out of the socket more, I wear retainers uh, or an orthotic every night. So that should prevent it. But oh man, it has been a little journey and I'm learning so much about the mouth. So I am excited and I'll continue to keep you guys updated on what that whole removal process is and if any of my other symptoms go away when I just take this freaking tooth out because the way I see it is if this is putting any toxic load or burden on my um, detox pathways, my lymphatic system, my liver, my immune system constantly, right? Trying to fight off infection that I want to take that burden off. I, I don't want my body to have to work so hard and be so tired and maybe even it'll help jaw pain and skin stuff. So we'll see. But I um, am excited for it. 
I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm choosing also to do local anesthetic instead of going completely under because going to be honest with you guys, I have a little bit of anxiety and fear, a lot of anxiety and fear around going under anesthesia unless I like have to. So really excited that there's a local anesthetic option as well. This year, I also for the first two months had this autoimmune flare and I was just like very tired and very emotional, very, very emotional. And I think cosmically and collectively in this consciousness of the planet and the universe and just everything that's going on, it, there's been a lot of that. And ultimately, it's felt like this really good thing that's like liberating and allowing me to step into my true self and my authenticity and like up level in my business. But it's also been really emotional. And so I have been trying a few new things just to really support my body and and understand what's going on and what have what could have caused this flare on the physical level as well as the emotional level. So on the physical level, I decided to get a hair and mineral analysis done. And you unfortunately for, for all of us who don't feel like we have thick and full hair to begin with, have to cut hair off of your head right at the root and take like the first inch, inch and a half of hair that has not been colored. I, perfect timing for me. My hair has like already started growing out. It's been two months since I dyed it. And you guys know now if you follow me on social media, I'm back to my brunette and back to my roots. So you take this part of your hair and you send it in and then they'll, I haven't got the results back yet, but they'll send me back results on um, different uh, mineral levels as well as heavy metal levels that show up in your hair. Um, supposed to be a pretty accurate test and I'm really excited to get that back to see if that can explain anything that's happening with my body. I've also started getting IV therapy, a local place that you can just pop into uh, that is run by like nurses and paramedics. They actually administer the IVs and the cocktail that I get is vitamin C, magnesium, and glutathione. And my advice, just full disclaimer to all of you, is first of all, like, go in and talk to somebody to, to figure out what cocktail is going to work best for you and your body. Just so you guys know, glutathione is just a master antioxidant in the body. Magnesium super important for so many different, um, different processes, and it's a cofactor in many different processes in the body. Vitamin C for immune support. So, uh, that's what I've been having put into my IV cocktail. And I <laughs> was a little nervous because energetically, as an empath, I'm so sensitive, so sensitive. And I don't see it as a weakness. I see it as a superpower. But I'm also aware of it and know that like what is totally fine for the normal average person might not be okay for me. And that's okay. So I asked every time I've been going in to like, I do like a very slow drip. And I shared this on my social media and one of you guys responded back and were like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense why you would go slow. I didn't go slow and I had um, a full-blown like anxiety attack. Somebody else said, said they even had anaphylactic like um, allergic reaction or anaphylactic shock from how quickly that was entering their body, which is a little scary, but I don't mean that to scare you. And instead, I, I mean to educate you and let you know that part of the reason that might be so intense for your body is because we're energetically sensitive. And when you're putting something into your body that quickly, it's like you're, you're not giving your body time to integrate and process it. Plus, it's cold. It's not at, like at your body's temperature, your body gets pretty cold because you're putting a cold liquid into it. And so my solution to that was, and I, I just knew this intuitively, like the day I walked in and I was like, I'm going to do this slower than most people. And, and I'm giving myself 150% permission to do it slower than most people. And so the, the, the girl that did it the first time was like, oh yeah, cool. No problem. We did it slow. I watched like Hulu on my phone. It was very relaxing. And then the guy kind of like poked fun at me, like, are you sure you don't want to go faster? And that's where boundaries come in. And it was like, no, I don't want to go faster. I know my body best and I want to do this slow so I don't get anxiety. I don't have a panic attack from how quickly it's coming into my body. And he doesn't have to understand that for me to put a boundary up around it. So that's what I've done. I've just gone very, very slow on the drip so that my body can process it in its own um, pace. Last month, I also went to Florida, as some of you already know, and I just realized how deeply healing the sand and the ocean are. 
Guys, feel me? Do you live by the ocean? If so, I'm a little jealous. And what I realized though is that I love Colorado and I love living here and I don't necessarily want to move away from here. But this winter has been a little bit hard, a little bit rough, even though we get much more sun than most places that get like a proper winter compared to Michigan where I grew up was very gray, very gray for like half the year. Here we get sunshine a lot, like 300 days a year. But the sand and the ocean are so healing and we don't have that. And so I just realized that I need to schedule more of that into my life. I need to schedule ocean time into my life because it's so just grounding in the sand. The, the beach that we went to was my grandparents, where my grandparents live in Florida. And the sand is made of quartz. And so it's a white sand and it's so grounding. And I feel like I just put my feet in it and I'm doing like crystal healing for free. <laughs> you go there and it's just like grounding crystal healing. And then obviously the salt in the ocean is just so purifying and cleansing. It's so good for your skin and cleansing for your aura. And so I am just realizing that I need more ocean in my life. And in order to do that, when you live in Colorado in the middle of the United States, uh, then you have to schedule it. So that I'm making that a priority for myself. I'm also about to retest with a, a, a lab test called the GI map. And I'm gonna try to figure out what, what might be going on in my colon. And I've already had two of these GI map tests over the last year to continuously check in, see like what is surfacing. We have what's called biofilm in our gut. Uh, which is a way for parasites or bacteria, candida, to like protect itself, kind of like putting a little tent or like shield over it so that when you treat it, it's you have to get through the biofilm to be able to like actually cleanse that from your system. And what I've noticed in my first, these first two is that things show up that didn't show up the first time. And I've done a lot of, um, supplementation to get rid of and break down the biofilm in my gut that's potentially there and it's almost like other things are then up being uprooted and so while I've cleared so much of like the parasites and the candida and the H. pylori and the C. diff I intuitively am feeling like something else has been like the cover's been peeled off and I feel like it's kind of it's there now so I'm about to retest this month in the next week or so GI map and it shows you just so much information again you can get this test done with a functional practitioner or a functional diagnostic nutritionist and and some um, NTPs can with additional training can actually run it as well and I I'm so curious because each of the coming back to the holistic dentist each of the teeth or each tooth in your mouth has a number. So again, my tooth number 18 is the one affected. And each of those numbers or each of those teeth it also is associated with an organ or system of your body. And tooth 18 is related to your colon. And again, while I've done so much colon work and healing and I've, I'm aware because I've had the lab test done on, on what could be and is going on in my body, it's been since about October since I've been retested and done a lot of the treatments. So I'm about to retest to see what's going on in the colon that could also be affecting the tooth. So, so fascinating. You can Google um what would you Google? I would Google like um, mouth, like tooth mapping chart. And that tooth mapping chart should show you like the number of the tooth and then a little diagram or, or graph on what that number is associated as far as uh, the organs and systems in your body. So GI map coming up next to get even more information. And you guys know, I focus on the energy, I, I focus on the spiritual, I focus on the emotional aspects of healing, which are so potent. And I just, I'm so excited to see how much more mainstream all of this becomes in the years to come. But having also the physical information, the insight into what's going on in your body on a more microscopic level is also so liberating. It's so liberating to, to have this information and to have the tests instead of guessing what's going on in your body. So that's just my little PSA today is tests don't guess and allow yourself to feel liberated as well and educated in the know of what's happening in your body. 
I've also recently started red light therapy for inflammation and with the like side hope and possibility of some repigmentation of my um, vitiligo, so the the loss of pigmentation on my skin, I'm, I'm seeing if potentially I can get some repigment in any of those areas. Through red light therapy, I have a device called Juve, J-O-O-V-V, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And what's cool is that there's actually a combination of the red light bulbs and the um, far infrared uh, bulbs. And so there's many different benefits, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. But it has been so soothing and helpful for my face. Uh, I have the the mini, which is a perfect size to kind of cover your chest and face, but you can get like full size ones to do your whole body, or you can take that mini and you can move it to, you know, if you have knee pain or you have hip pain, you can put it on that part of the body as well. You kind of feel like you get a suntan, like the feeling of your skin without ever having to get like UV light or you don't actually get any color, but it feels like you just laid out in the sun, which is beautiful in the winter time here in Colorado. I've also uh, purchased, actually, I didn't purchase, it was a gift for my my 31st birthday this past year from my fiance. He purchased me uh, the Hypervolt, and the Hypervolt is like a freaking miracle for fibromyalgia. Now, I know fibromyalgia patients each respond differently, so just like if you were to go to get a massage and you have been diagnosed with fibro, you might go to the massage and feel so good. And then you might go to the massage and actually get triggered or or flare up from the pressure that you receive. So you have to know your body. You have to know what's good for you. But for me, when I get pressure and massage with the fibro, it it helps. It doesn't help long-term, but it does help short-term. So if you have pain or fibro, I would highly recommend you look into this device called the Hypervolt so amazing. They use percussion therapy uh, to be able to, it looks like a gun and you can put different um, and like tips onto it, like a kind of like a tennis ball or like a thumb size one or like a little um, like wrench almost it looks like at the end and with like two different nodes and it's magical. So I've been doing that on my jaw, on my upper back, shoulders. When I'm lucky, I get my fiance to do my whole body, and it's so delicious. I've also been doing regular castor oil packs, and these help support your liver and detox process in the body. Because I feel like my skin has been taking the kind of brunt of everything and my skin shows me everything in my body, uh, I'm trying to support the liver so that the skin doesn't have to come in as like reinforcement and and detox as much. So uh, castor oil packs are super simple. You put them, well, you can really put them anywhere on your body, but I've been putting the um, unbleached uh, undyed, excuse me, un- well, undyed and unbleached wool flannel on my upper right abdomen, which is where your liver is. And I soak that in castor oil first, place it on the abdomen, and then I wrap like an ace band- bandage around it. It's a very thick, ca- if you don't already have castor oil, castor oil is very thick. And so I've been putting that saturating it in the flannel, putting the flannel on the upper right abdomen, wrapping the ace bandage so that I don't get oil everywhere and get my furniture, floor, everything, sheets, dirty. You can still put a a towel underneath you to be sure you don't get anything dirty because castor oil does stain. And then I just have like a rice-based heating pad where you microwave it and get it hot and let it uh, rest on top of the the folded up saturated in castor oil flannel. And you make your own little pack. It's super cheap. It's super easy. I, I lay there for at least an hour. And that also feels like really soothing for my body. And like there's movement of detox. Like I literally feel like there's movement in my body afterwards. So I think that's about it as far as my physical healing journey and lots of updates on what I've been going through, experimenting with, just feeling into and and really just gathering more information on what's going on in my body. So now I want to share with you some of the things that I've been really leaning into, turning to as part of this journey because it's it's been a year. It's been a year and I've learned so much. And honestly, one of the biggest wins that I haven't mentioned and best news is that this anxiety that I was experiencing is pretty much non-existent now. 
I have little peaks of it here and there, but mostly it's gone and I'm so fucking grateful for that. And I just want to remind all of you out there that have anxiety right now, maybe even today, that it is possible for you to heal from anxiety. It is possible. One of my setbacks on my anxiety healing journey was it being so debilitating that I thought it would never heal. And when I changed a belief back to this is healing, it's already healed, it's possible to heal, all of a sudden it healed so much faster, so much faster. So any of you listening who experience anxiety, just know that you can heal from it. And that's been a lot of my my big win over the past year is just... I feel like I can breathe again and it's been so liberating. So again, here are some of the tools I've been turning to. I'll share a few with you today. As I mentioned before, the first is red light therapy and I use the the device from Juve and they're at Juve Social on social media. And here are some of the benefits. So red light therapy works from the inside out and it enhances your mitochondrial function in your cells. So there are skin benefits, it can decrease skin inflammation, it can smooth your skin, it can repair sun damage, in my case, melasma as well, uh, even helping with like wrinkles and helping build collagen in the skin. So it's a really good anti-aging. Again, I'm that's awesome. I would love anti-aging support, but I'm looking for it more so for like the pigmentation and the inflammation of the breakouts and, and rashes I've had. So there's also research that shows that the red light therapy helps by increasing uh, levels by promoting the release of ATP from the cell's mitochondria. So again, enhancing that mitochondrial function. It can stimulate DNA and RNA synthesis, which is pretty fucking cool. can activate your lymphatic system, which again is part of our immune system that carries out waste. Uh, can help increase blood flow, circulation. Can even form new capillaries, which are the small blood vessels in your body, uh, natural production of collagen, and help with skin, joint, digestive health, restore uh, soft connective tissue, and help with that overall inflammation, which helps our natural our body's natural healing ability. And I've just been loving it and I highly recommend it. You can also go and like do it as one-time sessions at different offices. A lot of naturopathic doctors have this in their office and um, I will say I even tried it at like a tanning salon which I absolutely do not go to the tanning salon anymore with the skin issues that I've developed over the years but some of them have red light therapy like full body machines and I went there before I purchased the Juve. just to try it out. And I I tried as much as I could to research what bulbs and what the intensity of the bulbs they were using were, but they didn't have that specific specific information for me, which immediately made me a little bit skeptical because I was just like, well, if you don't know the intensity of these bulbs, how do you know they're, they're effective? So ask questions if you do go somewhere and uh, do your own research, but I also love the juve. Second thing, as I've already mentioned, is the castor oil packs. I just explained a little bit about how to do it, putting it on the upper right abdomen, the liver. You could do it on your jaw, um, which is great for jaw pain, but also if you have any dental stuff going on, any oral health stuff. But what it does is it enhances circulation and promotes healing of the tissues and organs that are underneath the skin and can also help improve liver function, help relieve pain, reduce inflammation, inflammation and improve digestion. Uh, some of the other ways that it's been written about to, to help and to support is through supporting uterine and ovarian health and again just reducing all overall inflammation in the body. And the third thing I've been really turning and leaning into mo- very recently is kundalini yoga and more specifically the kriyas and a kriya is a series of postures, breath, and sound that work in conjunction with each other to create a specific outcome. So posture, breath, and sound. Uh, a posture, typically you're seated and you're making some sort of shape or movement with your arms. 
breath is going to be, you know, whatever specific breath that is in and out of your nose or your mouth or creating a rhythm to your breath. And then sound, which is oftentimes a mantra or a chant that you are listening to or repeating. And just yesterday morning, I did one for prosperity. So again, it works towards a specific outcome. There's different kriyas for specific things. And the one that I did yesterday was for that specific outcome of prosperity and abundance in your life. It's called the Gyan Chakra, G-Y-A-N Chakra, C-H-A-K-R-A, and then Kriya. You can YouTube a bunch of these and, and really actually get a bunch of these for free and just watch them on YouTube. So that's what I did yesterday. Sat in my office, was shaking my arms around, chanting the hell out of this mantra. My fiance was sleeping in the basement with his earplugs in and I was just like going for it. And by the end, I I brought my arms down and just took a couple of deep breaths afterwards and like my whole body was just vibrating. It felt so good. It, it just feels like a really beautiful thing that I've started and will continue to implement into my whole manifestation process, my whole energetic healing process. And I don't teach this as part of my being a yoga teacher. I'm not trained in kundalini yoga, just other types of yoga. But holy moly, it makes me want to like go do a whole workshop or immersion or retreat just on the kundalini and the kriya because they're so powerful. So I will say they're also kind of uncomfortable in the beginning. Like I was like, oh man, I'm going to be sore after this or or, my arms are tired or oh my gosh, how much longer. But when you get out of your head and into your body, it's almost like you start to feel more weightless and the heaviness, those feelings of heaviness start to disappear and it does get easier and easier. So if you're going to go do this today and then you're like, what the hell, Sarah? This is hard. This is uncomfortable. I forewarned you that it wasn't super comfortable, but that it can be and that your mindset has a lot to do with it. Okay, so remember that. Uh, Let's see. Let's just do two more things that have really been helping me lately. So the next is bioenergetic medicine. And I've done some webinars on this before on bioenergetics and more specifically my certification I got as a bioenergetic practitioner and just through this company called Ness Health, N-E-S Health, and their, their specific software. So I regularly scan myself using my Nest Health scanner and software, which is um, only for practitioners, the software, but I have that on my computer so I can scan myself as much as I want. And it scans, putting your hand on the scanner, scans your human body field to show any sort of energetic distortions or imbalances in the body. Here is what is amazing. You can take what are called infoceuticals to bring the body back into balance, but I honestly, I order those like every four or six, maybe even eight weeks um, apart. But in the meantime, I'll continue to scan myself. And what the scans show, show me is where I'm off any given day. So it'll show me if I've had a lot of EMF exposure lately, or if there's a limiting belief that is coming up where I'm holding onto, or if I'm holding onto an emotion like anger. And so it's a way for me to just constantly be checking in into my body, but beyond what the eye can see, and then like toggle myself back into balance by the awareness of what shows up on the scan. It's so cool. It's super visual. It allows you to visualize what the eye cannot see uh, within the human body with our, our natural eye, but gives so much information. So I've really just been taking advantage of that and scanning myself pretty frequently using the infoceuticals, but, but in between that, Uh, just checking in. Okay, Sarah, you know, you feel this way today. Let's see if there's anything that shows up on your scan to explain that. And, and also, um, there's, there's a lot of help slides on there that show you suggestions on how to bring your body back into balance. Those are always available to all of you as well. The first scan is $150, $55 investment. It includes the scanner that is shipped to you. Follow-up scans are 100, and I'm always happy to support you guys with all of that, but I've been using it myself lately, and it's just, it's just fascinating, and it's so insightful, and I've been using that to, again, toggle myself back into balance, back into balance, because we're not perfect human beings, we never will be, but and, and balance is bullshit, like this idea that we're going to be perfect in every aspect of our life at any given moment in our lifetime is, is it's overwhelming. 
But to think that I can just bring myself closer back into this homeostasis, closer back into this balance at any given time by having the information that I need to do so, that to me is empowering. Lastly, the last month of January, the the month of January, I didn't watch any TV. That was kind of like my, I didn't call it a New Year's resolution. It really wasn't a New Year's resolution, but it was just like good timing that it was the beginning of the year. It was a winter month, a month that you want to kind of cozy in and watch TV. And I was like, well, you know what, Sarah? What if you just didn't watch TV this month? What would that feel like? And I was curious and curiosity won over, won me over. And I decided that I was just going to experiment and play with not watching any TV in January. And I did it. I, I can honestly and confidently tell you that I stayed strong. I did not watch any TV and it was so liberating. I will, so full honesty, full transparency, I did go to one or two movies in the movie theater with my fiance, but I was not counting that. (laughs) That was date night. That was like quality time. But um, not watching TV was so liberating and it felt good. And I learned so much because I had time to read books and catch up on courses that were just sitting there and waiting for me. So I've been reading a lot. That's my, that's my fifth tip here is read a tool, I guess, that I've been turning to is just reading and learning. And I've been learning a lot about things like the emotion code and NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis and shadow work and expanding my knowledge on some of these things. And they have been lighting me up and I've been so excited to just learn and expand my own knowledge as a practitioner, whether I am serving the role as holistic business coach or as medical intuitive and energy healer. I can use so many of these things I've been learning. So I've just been reading and allowing myself to expand and up level. So that is what you can expect to come in the future of this podcast as well. I take everything that I've learned especially since I I consider myself a lifelong student and I always bring it to all of you. So I can't wait for what's in store next in the future of this podcast. My heart has been really pulled to put more emphasis on two things lately and I'd love to hear your feedback on these as well. The first is diving deeper into the nature of empaths. Like what makes us tick? Where are we challenged? And Deeply, deeply serving this community of empaths. That's the first area I'm really just being called intuitively, like through my guides, my my spirit guides to just like serve and show up for that community. The other area that I'm being pulled into is helping other wellness coaches build businesses. Because my experience of having chronic illness, of being an empath or intuitive, of growing a successful business and helping helping hundreds now of women help heal their limiting beliefs and emotions, I feel very uniquely suited to help women like me. I take their experience, I take my experience, I take my healing tools, and I take my business building strategies and To me, it's really the best of all worlds for me and for utilizing the skills that I have because I get to use all of them in one place for one particular type of person. So I've really been honing in on supporting this community of empath entrepreneurs as well lately. And those are just simply the people who are in the wellness industry, holistic healing field, who are growing businesses, but want to do it in a way that is not cookie cutter, that is not in a box, that is not according to some strategy that's in a book, and instead feeling into it the way that an empath likes to feel into all things. So those two areas, expect more, uh, whether it's programs, (laughs) it's posts, it's content, it's episodes here. I don't know yet, but I just know I'm being really pulled to put emphasis on and really serve, serve these two communities on a deeper level. So I'd love to hear from you. What would you like to hear more of on the podcast? DM me on Facebook or Instagram at Autoimmune Tribe. And my goal in year two is to really just show up as Sarah Small with this simple agenda of exposing the truth and being of service to all of you. So thank you again for your support. 
I could just, uh, I could just cry. I am so grateful for this life. I'm so grateful for you. And to express my gratitude, as I mentioned in the beginning, thanks for sticking around this whole time. I am giving away one of my brand new sweatshirts that just launched. They say Spiritual Spoonie across the front of them. They're black sweatshirts with white lettering, Spiritual Spoonie. And anyone can purchase them. There's a, I'll put a link into the show notes, but I'm going to be giving away one of these sweatshirts for free. The spiritual spoonie is as it sounds, as long as you're familiar with the spoon theory. So spiritual, meaning someone who is connected to their spirituality, to the universe and their own unique beliefs, not any specific religion, just spiritual uh, beings. And then spoonie is someone with chronic illness. And we relate to the spoon theory, which is having a limited number of spoons that we can expend, kind of like spending money on each thing today. It's like you're spending spoons on each task that you take carry out during the day and also have a podcast episode on that in the very beginning. But uh, being able to manage their energy and communicate their current state or current energetic state with people with the spoon theory. So Spoonie, someone with chronic illness, Spiritual Spoonie is the sweatshirt and the new kind of sub-brand, which also has its own Instagram account if you want to go follow it, at Spiritual Spoonie. These sweatshirts are available for purchase, but again, I'm going to be giving one away for free, plus a 45-minute healing session with me. So here's how you enter. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Most of you listening are already subscribed, so you got that one checked off. Now to rate, you just scroll down on the app you're listening to and click the five stars. Although I'm asking for honest rating and reviews. So please be real. Please be honest. And then to leave a review on iTunes, you will, you'll click the button, submit a review and write your honest real review and then screenshot it before you push submit. And uh, then you'll send that screenshot to me at Sarah, Sarah with an H, at autoimmunetribe.com. So again, make sure you do finish by pushing submit. That's required as well. And you will be entered to win. So recap, to enter to win the free sweatshirt and free healing session, subscribe, rate, review, and then email to me, Sarah at Autumn Moon Tribe, and I'll pick a winner next week. Thank you all so, so much. I love you to a million pieces, and I will see you next time.